You're listening to the Women Inspiring Women podcast. Each week, network marketing professional and mom-turned-entrepreneur Melanie Mitro gives you her tried-and-true tips for building a business from your kitchen table. This self-made millionaire went from a stay-at-home mom to the top of a network marketing business in just three years. She built an online health and fitness business from the ground up while raising babies and juggling being a mom and wife. Now she wants to help you become the boss of your own life. For blog posts, business tips, and more, check out her website at melaniemitro.com. Now let's get to the show. Here's your host, Melanie Mitro. Well, hey, everybody. It is Melanie Mitro, the host of the Women Inspiring Women podcast, and we're back for another bonus episode. I've been doing these bonus episodes, and you guys have been tagging me on Instagram and telling me how much you love them. So keep it coming. And even if you have an idea for me or a suggestion for a guest or somebody you want me to interview, please send me a private message with the person's Instagram handle, and I'd be happy to reach out and check that out as an option. But you guys, the Rockstar Recruitment course, I just want put this in here one more time because when we're listening to this episode, it is going to be about four days before enrollment closes. And if you have been thinking about joining the Rockstar Recruitment course, now is the time to do it. Literally, the price will never be this low again. You will never get get the amazing value that you're going to get inside for this low of a price. And I'm going to be teaching the course actually live over the next seven weeks. But that doesn't mean you have to be on the calls live. It will be uploaded into your course portal for lifetime access, and you will get a ton of resources that go along with the lessons I'm teaching. And it is literally the one-stop shop to how to recruit and build a rockstar network marketing team. And today I actually get to interview one of my top leaders in my organization, Rachel Mitchell. So Rachel, welcome to the podcast. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. Very honored. Thank you. I know. I'm so excited. It's eight years. You've been you've been in the business for eight years. You have been an elite coach two of those eight years. You've been a premier coach for two of those eight years. You have consistently earned what's called Success Club. And that is just our rewards program. For those of you that aren't familiar with Beachbody language, she has at least helped three, which I'm pretty sure it's more like five people every single month for a hundred consecutive months. Like that is consistency in and of itself, right? In addition to that, Rachel is a mom. She's a mom too, and also homeschooled her boys. She's really called to to homeschool two years ago, maybe even three. This is our okay, third two. year. This is our this third, your year. third year. Okay, third year. And um, prof- you still do work. You still do teach classes at the college, right? I you teach won? one traditional class a week, twice yeah. a week. So yes, I yeah. do. I do leave my house twice a week. And you love that. We always talk about how much you like going to the office. I know. I always say I should give that up. Like I should really give that up, but I don't want to give it up. So it's It's something that brings you joy. I feel like that's something outside of your normal and it's good. It's good. So you've been around, you've been around for eight years. You're a top leader. I love that we're both boy moms. Our kids are Mm -hmm. actually pretty much the exact Exact same same ages, which is which is like a true testament to marketing and speaking to your niche, right? Like, absolutely. So what I want to talk to, what I want to talk to you about today is, you know, that I have a lot of people that are listeners of the podcast who have been in the business for eight years or more, some six, eight, Mm -hmm. nine, 10. And so uh, one thing that I respect about you is the way you've built your business, but also how you've been able to adjust to the times and to how things change 
And over the past couple of years, I've really watched you, especially on social media, be on fire. And what I mean by that is your marketing message is so niche down, been able to transition into reels and really make it specific to who you are. You're not just a health and wellness mentor. And I want to talk about that today, but you've done that well. And I feel like a lot of people haven't done that very well and they're having a hard time with it. And the other thing I want to talk about today is just Another thing that you always say to me is my team is on fire. Like my team is pretty, my team is excited. And even though we've had these like conversations about like, I don't know about like, you know, some of the accolades, I don't know if they're going to happen this year in the company. You just, there is this momentum that is happening. And I, there are a lot of people that aren't feeling either of those two things. They can't figure out the media part of it to attract the right people. And their team is feeling super drained. So I want to kind of talk a little bit about what you're doing in those two areas, your your marketing, your media, what people are seeing that's bringing in new, and then also with your team. All right. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah. I think that, I think that, you know, as you're saying these things about myself, about me, thank you, first of all, for noticing and acknowledging those things. That makes, you're such a leader. Like you're good at that. And that makes a good leader. You acknowledge what people are doing well. So if you're listening and you want to be a leader, be like Melanie and acknowledge things. So thank you. And I feel a little, a little humble because honestly, and truly Melanie, like I know you've said it before and I've heard other people like Ed Matlett and, and other um, influencers say it like always stay in phase one, right? Mm -hmm. Always stay in phase one. And so as you look at my social media content, as you look at what I'm sharing or me adapting to reels or, you know, switching up my social media content the last couple of years, I've just stayed in that phase one, you know, like as a new coach, you just do the basics, like you do the basics and, you know, you, you, we have this tracker that we use, you know what I'm talking about for our business. Like I don't ever veer away from that. I never veer away from, I never get too big for my britches, as they say in the South. Like I always have to stay focused on the basics that have to be done in my business. And that's how I've helped so many people every single month. But as far as like my social media content, life has changed. Like life has changed for me in eight years. I came into this business, like blindly following you, trusting you and doing exactly what you told me to do. And I really let you lead me for the first couple of years. And then I know I've shared this part of my story. Like I knew that something had to shift after two years. I couldn't let you lead me anymore. Like I had to lead myself. If I was going to lead others, I had to lead myself. And so I really, you know, again, I went back to phase one. I I had the basics down. I was doing them consistently. Now my new phase one was I want to lead others. And so I had to learn all over again. Like I had to learn how to be a leader. I had to learn how to offer my own coaching opportunity calls, business calls. I had to learn how to talk about the business from that mindset. And so I think that when we stay in phase one, as life shifts, as things shifts, as as the world shifts around us, we always say, okay, I've got to learn something new to be able to adapt. And so always phase one really is also the same as always being willing to learn, always being a learner, absorbing new information. And I think that helps me. I think that maintains my fire. Like I don't want to get bored. I have been bored in the business. It always meant I needed to level up. Mm -hmm. And I actually wrote that down. I was like, okay, 
I know, okay, so I get it, do the, do the vitals, do the tracker, but how do you not get bored? Like how, mm-hmm. or even maybe just give, walk us through a time you were bored and how did yeah. you get out of it? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I'll be honest when uh, homeschooling was a massive shift in my business. Like I, you know, I started out this new business endeavor. I was a full-time college history instructor. So I had to do it in the pockets of my day. God bless the work. Within a few years, we were able, I came home to my family and I had two solid years where I worked to the business with my kids at school, had the day to myself. I got it done. I really did a lot of leadership development then, and we had great successes in our team. And then my kids came home. And so it was like, it was like starting another full-time job. Like, honestly, homeschooling is like having a full-time job. And so I went back to how can I make this business work around my family? And I went back to the basics. Like I had to go back to the basics, you know, helping three to five people every single month, you know, marketing my groups, running great groups. And there wasn't a lot of growth in that first year or two of homeschool. And I really like, I struggled with that because I am an ambitious woman and I struggled with my business isn't growing as much as it was. It didn't have that same momentum. And I kind of got bored with where I was in life. Now, obviously I had a lot of like spiritual growth to happen there. And God really revealed that, Hey, Rachel, I helped you succeed in these early years so that you could be here with your kids now. And I really had to come to peace with that. But at the same time, the the entrepreneur in me was like, okay, how can I shift and how can I grow? For all these years, I've been that that coach who talks about, you know, PMDD and, you know, binge eating and, you know, helping your family eat healthy. But who am I now? Like, who am I now? Now I'm a homeschool mom who really is a leader now. And I want to lead other people in leading. And I also still struggle with those same things like PMDD and hormones. But my faith, like I started to really pay attention to what content women responded to the most. And it was always posts about my faith. It was always posts about how I do Bible study, how I create a morning routine that, that allows me to make time for God. And then, so I was like, okay, like I'm here in the middle of the crazy, take the crazy that is my life and start to mentor women who are there. So again, it was just like, okay, let's stay in phase one. This is my new phase one. I got to learn how to talk about this new lifestyle um, that so many other women are experiencing. And that brought me joy that like Mm -hmm. brought me passion. And I, you know, my feet would get out, I'd get out of bed in the morning, my feet would hit the floor. And I was excited to post in my stories about why I get up so early because my kids get up and it's like homeschool time and I don't have any time to do anything else for a little while. And so it just, I, with every shift that comes in life, in business, in the world, COVID has happened to all of us, you know, just being willing to shift and say, okay, who am I right now? And how can I use that to serve other people and connect with women who could benefit from what I have to offer as a coach? It's like, you're being comfortable with the discomfort, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know, you really, cause that time that year where you were doing homeschooling, it was really uncomfortable. It was this confliction because you were like, I know I'm being called to this, but it feels really uncomfortable. And it was a lot of blind faith. Mm-hmm. And trusting the process, you know, and kind of just changing things up from what you 
what you had done before and the way you really defined the way you define success that really, that really changed. So, okay. So my next, my next question for you is, is really, I think I want to talk about that definition of success. I'm kind of Mm -hmm. going off, you know, because it did. So in that moment, you know, your definition of success had to change because you realized you couldn't homeschool the way you wanted to and also grow the business the way you wanted to. So let's talk about that. How did you, how did you honestly handle that? (laughs) So I still, I will still, I will be honest, my human fleshly Rachel still struggles with if my kids were at school for eight hours a day, I could get so much more done. You know, like I have that, I have that hunger to like work more, more, more. And that's just my personality. And I had to come to grips with that's not bad. It's not bad to want to work more and see success and build income and do all the things. God made me that way. Like God made me that way. That's not bad. But I also have to take advantage of what's right in front of me. And that's the fact that Milo is 12, Henry is 13. And within less than I can count on my fingers, they're going to be gone. They're going to be gone. And so I don't want to miss that. And so success to me right now is still building a really good business and showing other women how to do it, but also being okay with, if I don't hit that big goal that I've had every year, I'm going to work towards it. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm still going to work towards it. Uh, But if I don't hit it while I'm spending so much time investing in them, like I have to be okay with that. We still need money. Like we still need mama to make a lot of money and that, you know, I am earning an income that is providing for our family. And like, I just have to look at the blessings of the business in a different way. And so I would never, ever encourage anyone to take your goals off the table. I think that God can bless the work. And honestly, that's the next part of it. So I am a woman of faith. I do do believe that, you know, Jesus Christ is my savior and I follow him and I submit all of this to in God's hands. And I started to read this book, Melanie. So like if you're a woman of faith and you're listening, yep. there's a book called The Prayer of Jabez by Bruce Wilkinson. I don't know if I have it in front of me. I do. It's under my laptop. But um, it's it's a book. It's this tiny little verse in the uh, Old Testament where Jabez prayer, prays and he asks God to increase his territory and to bless him. He's literally asking God to increase his, his success in his work. And I started to read that book and I was like, why wouldn't God want me to be successful? Like even with homeschooling, even with all the crazy stuff happening in my life, like why can I not still pray and ask God to bless the work that I do tenfold, right? And so, you know, I honestly, I think I lacked belief. I think I lacked belief that God could still help me grow a good business while I homeschooled. And that was just doubt. That was just doubt and fear in the way. And yeah, I have less time to work on the business, but I still have time to work the business. So like, I, I just, I just am at peace with the fact that I love the business. I love homeschooling. I love the work. Like I absolutely love the things that we do on social media and how we support women and building a team and, you know, professional development growth. I love all of those things. And so I'm just going to continue to do those things and trust that God is going to bless it. So success to me is definitely, I think it's okay to want income. Like God didn't create us to be all paupers. (laughs) You know, like if we have money, we can do good things with it. Success is also, you know, just doing something that lights my fire. Like I love to help women break strongholds in their health. I love to help women stop living with excuses that they make for themselves and why they can't get healthy. We can all get healthy. We just have to 
change what we're doing. And I also love to help women break like generational strong or curses, like strongholds. Like I can't do this. I can't earn money. I can't get out of debt. I can't be healthy. Like that's Mm -hmm. just lies. Like that's just lies. And so I get excited about helping women do that. And I can do that whether I have an eight hour work day or whether I go back to working in the pockets of my time. And so I just like want to do things that that bring me joy. And then I know I'm living out my purpose. And I am as a mom and as a business owner, I'm living my purpose. It's not a either or business, Mm -hmm. personal life. It is. And it's a coexistence, but it's also a, there's not a complacency there Mm -hmm. either. You know, it's like, if I can't go a hundred percent, I, then it's not at all. It's like, I'll go a hundred percent in the hours that I have. And what I have. Yes. Yes. Yep. So it, it probably has really caused you to say no to some things. You know, you know, there's a lot of things I want to be doing. Like uh-huh. I want, to, <laughs> there's a lot of things I want to create and offer and, and sure. do. And it's just like, I just keep hearing like doors just keep shutting and God's like, not right now. Like not right now, you know, yeah. serve people where you're at right now. And that's all I want you to do. So yeah, yeah there's a lot I want to do, but I. I'm saying no to. I know. I get that. I understand. I feel that in my soul (laughs) for sure. I do. I do. All right. So you've got this clarity in your definition of success Mm -hmm. right now and the way that you feel. And it's much more a feeling. Yes, it is driven financially too. Mm -hmm. You are, Mm -hmm. but it just has a different feel. It isn't really tied to as much of the accolades, even though they're really important, there is, you want to do it in a way that actually feels really fulfilling for you too. Right. Okay. So I I still want to, I want to talk about your media because your social media has really shifted and, and you can tell you're doing what you love. And so Mm -hmm. prior to even 2017, 20, it was no 2019, I think I should say, right. We were still talking about our brand pillars, right? We had four brand pillars and you rotated through those brand pillars Mm -hmm. and everything. We had a speaker on Monday who I thought was phenomenal on our team call. And she talked about like, we always used to talk about I, right? Mm -hmm. Like I do this, I do that. And so there has been this flip in the last 12 months, hardcore turn right of we no longer, we've always served and we've always talked about like I show up and I serve my people on social media, Mm -hmm. but there's a different element about that now. Mm -hmm. And I find that people who have been using media for a long time are having a hard time making that shift. Mm -hmm. So how are you embrace, what are you doing to really fine tune and refine? How have you figured that out and are navigating that? Yeah. Um, I mean, there is, there is an element obviously of strategy to it. Like if I make a post about something multiple times and it gets no engagement, like I know that's not what people need from me. Uh, but really and truly, like I just sit down and I ask myself each week, like, what do people need? Like, what do they want? What are they hungry for? What do they need right now? And, you know, for me, if you go to my social media page, like on Instagram, there's not a lot of like workout posts anymore. There's not a lot of like, sweaty selfies or things like that. Women want to know, they want to know who we are, but also they, they want to have this vision of who they can become. I believe, you know, when, and when I show up to serve, I know that my purpose and my goal is to show women like who they can become. Ephesians 2.10 is a big verse. It's just like tattooed on my heart right now. Yeah. Uh, 
for uh, We Are God's Workmanship, creating an advance to do good things. And I think that a lot of women, my my target audience are stuck in, yeah, I get that I'm God's workmanship, but I don't know how to get from being his workmanship to doing those good things, right? So so maybe people who are younger in their faith, women who like have these dreams and these visions, but they don't believe they can do it or they don't have the faith that they're capable of doing things. And so I really, when I speak to my audience right now, I just want to show women what's possible when we lay down our striving, we lay down our fears, we lay down our doubts and we just go for it, yeah. go for it. Whether it's in your health and fitness or homeschooling. So many people want to homeschool right now. And I lived it. I prayed for two years, very fearfully about homeschooling my children. I was so afraid to do it. But then we just like, Matt and I were like, we just got to do it. Like we just ripped the bandaid off and just did it. And it's been great. It's been hard, but it's been great. And so Mm -hmm. like, I have this good friend on social media. She's, she talks a lot about becoming. And so like, I feel like that's my message to my followers right now is this is how you become who God wants you to be. And it's messy. It's not perfect. It's filled with doubt and fears and just like, you know, that uncomfortable action that we talked about. And so like, I know that if I go to bed at the end of the day and I've encouraged someone to grow and become more of who God made them to be, then I've done what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And so that's going to look really different, but it also is, is effective. Like it's very effective in, in, in mentoring people and making connections, you know, rarely, rarely does anybody come into my inbox and say, Hey, I want to join your boot camp or ask me about fitness. They come and they ask me about parenting. They come and they ask me about my faith. They come, I get so many questions about my morning routine. Um, yeah. you know, like that's what women ask me about because that's what they're hungry for. And so the strategy part is figuring that out. And the implementation part is just making that into my content because I know it's serving who I'm supposed to serve right now. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So it's, it is. It's not the sweaty selfies. It's not the workout posts anymore. Unless that's your brand, unless the yeah. less workout videos and how to's like, if that's your yes. thing, but you're really leading with, and I love the question you ask yourself when you're doing your planning for the week, what do my followers need? Yeah. What do they need from me? And it's not, what do I need to sell this week? Mm-mm. It is, what do my followers need to see from me? Yeah. And that is again, another shift, even though in the back of our mind, we have sales goals, we're mm-hmm. asking ourselves, how do I connect with the right audience through yeah. the content that I share? Mm-hmm. Right. And that naturally, and I do believe from talking to people and mentoring people, it is like, nobody's filling out my polls. Nobody's mm-hmm. commenting no. on my posts, right? Because it's, it's all about when you're talking just about yourself and you aren't actually serving mm-hmm. your followers there, there is no interaction. It's very one-sided. Yeah. 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 And so like just an example for, cause I know there are probably a lot of people in our business who are listening. Um, I mean, I'm running like my, my group, my accountability group for October is very hardcore. It's what I call burn camp. And I only do it like a couple of times a year, but Mm -hmm. it's like no sugar, no alcohol for 21 days. And they have to like show up every day or they get kicked out of the group. So I'm actively inviting to that, but in my social media, you're going to be, see me talking about why sugar and alcohol 
keep me from becoming who God created me to be. They make me cranky. They make my hormones worse. They make me, you know, complacent brain, brain fog, all of those things. And I know other women are experiencing that and they're going to experience it so hardcore as we go into the holidays. And so the way that I can serve women right now is to encourage them to give up something that's not giving life to their body, um, to, to invite God into that struggle that they have. Cause we don't have to be a slave to like the way we've right. eaten for forever. And right. so I get to serve people that way by encouraging them to take action in their own lives. And that starts conversations that opens doors for me to say, Hey, do you want to come do this 21 yeah. days together? You know, yeah. so serve first mm-hmm. and ask second. I love that. I love that. It's so good. And that's why you are, that's why you're bringing in new customers. That's why you have new people that are. So as you're listening to this strategy is important. You going Mm -hmm. back to planning, you have to sit down and say, what does my audience need? Pay attention to what they don't, they aren't responding to what they are responding to. And you're, you're really creating content that way. And you're delivering it in the platform that is being featured. Yes. So you're doing reels. Is that, that's the bulk of what you're doing right now is is I'm following Val Bazo's prescription of two reels a day, two reels a day. Yes. I know it's, it's a lot, but it's good. It does. It really does make a difference. So good. Okay. So, so let's talk about your team. The second thing I really wanted to cover today was what is working right now for you and your team? Because again, talking about energy, which I feel like Mm -hmm. that's such a huge part of success. Mm -hmm. Lots of people, lots of people are, they don't have teams that are thriving. They don't have things, people that are achieving. They're not recruiting new people into their business. And Mm -hmm. it sometimes feels like the, the ball of yarn is unraveling faster then they can control it. So, and that's not the case for you. So will you kind of walk us through what you're doing right now that's working for you and your team? Yeah. And I've been there. I will say I've been there multiple times in this business where it just, things did unravel. And, you know, network marketing is a business where you always have to be adding people. Like you have to be, we can't rely, I can't rely on the people that run my business six years ago Mm -hmm. because some, some are still here. Some are not right. That's normal. Like if you face yourself, if you find yourself facing that, that like, people are falling off. Like that's going to happen. I mean, you can absolutely stabilize and build a good, a good core Mm -hmm. foundation by doing some things. But honestly, honestly, you know, even my, somebody who helps me with things that I create for my team, like our leaderboard, she sent me an image the other day and she was like, wow, great month, Rachel. And I was like, yeah, they're rocking it. I really think that Um, Part of it has to do with I've shifted and how I talk about the business from the outside, you know, on social media, like I no longer just talk about the feelsy part of it. Like it is fun. It is rewarding. It is cup filling. You do get great relationships. Right. But I want to help women build a business like I want to actually help them earn money. And so from the get go, I want to show you what I do. And so I haven't done a good job this week, but I like to show every single day like what is the work that I do, you know, Mm -hmm. like today I added followers, I emptied my inbox, I served my clients, you know? And so if people know beforehand what they're going to be doing, they're more likely to do it once they join me, right? When somebody joins my team and they see the tracker I use for my business, I want them to recognize it because they've seen it in my stories. So, and I want, if I want people to get on calls and trainings, like I want them to know that I get on calls and trainings, right? And so that was helpful. That's just strategy wise. But also like I realized that it, a lot of it comes down to belief. 
Like, mm-hmm. do I believe I can grow a team? Do I believe that other women can come in and match my effort and do what I do, but make it their own? And so honestly, Melanie, I feel like yeah. I've surrounded myself. I think belief breeds belief. And I've just surrounded myself with women who believe, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and that is, yeah, we still have doubts. Yeah. We still have struggles. Yeah. Coaches still quit, but there are more people who are sticking because they believe and that, that, that culture of belief in our team has just like, it keeps us going on those months that are hard and it is about to get hard. We know heading into the holidays, it's going to get quiet. You know what? I still want to have women who are there in January because they stuck around because they believe that what they do matters and that they can grow a big business and increase their territory too. So we're, you know, I presented that book, the prayer of Jabez to my team and like, not everyone's reading it and that's okay. They might read it later. But the mm-hmm. ones that are reading it are like, wow, like, wow, yeah. like, why that? Yeah. Why am I thinking small? Why am I not thinking big? You know, think that culture of belief and just surrounding yourself with people who believe. And if they yeah. don't pray that they do, but keep working and setting, leading by example and keep doing the work and you'll find those people. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I, an energy belief mm-hmm. is really important. I, so two things that you said for starters, was you share it on social media. You talk about not just the fun stuff, but you talk about the work mm-hmm. that you do. And every day I click on my Facebook memories and actually yeah. you were on my Facebook memories. You had tagged me, I think in a post either today or yesterday. And yeah. you were yeah. talking about the work. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like you were talking about the work, you're talking about the business yeah. and you were talking about the kind of woman that you wanted to work with. Mm-hmm. And that that's important. We have to make sure that we're not afraid to talk Mm -hmm. about, you know, you can have success, but this is what it looks like. Right. So you have to talk about the kind of team you want to build and the type of people that you want to work with. And the second, and you show that you're very open about, I get on calls. I, I'm, Mm -hmm. I empty my inbox. Like it actually is work. It's not just all fun. Yeah. But the second thing too, is, is you're right. Belief when you, as the leader have utmost belief in the business Mm -hmm. and that you are worthy of growing a team, which I don't think most people are confident in. They're Mm -hmm. not confident in their ability to grow a team. So were you always confident in that? No. How did you actually grow that part of your, your personality? No, I was not. And, you know, I was just, when you were saying that, what I've learned, yes, there's a lot to leadership. Yes, there's growth mm-hmm. really, but the growth that we have to work on is just our belief that we can do it. And yeah. I am a big, I'm a big believer that we don't believe we can do it until we actually do it. And so mm-hmm. I think action instills belief for me. You know, you can't just keep thinking, oh, I I could do that. I might do that. You have to do it. And then you believe you can do it, if that makes sense. So, you know, I tell, I tell people like in the business that we do, this is a business built on faith. Like Mm -hmm. I know that if I continue to do the work that in October, I will find five women to join me. I don't know who they are yet. Not necessarily, but they're out there and I have to believe that I'm going to find them because I do the work and not the opposite Mm -hmm. way around. I'm not going to do the work because I've already found them have to do the work first. Right. And so it it was the same with leadership, like in, in building a team, like I probably, like I said, I just sat under your wing for like two whole years as I was kind of a comfy, cozy diamond coach, helping five people every single month. And then I realized like, that's one of those seasons. I was like, I'm bored. Like I'm bored. I know how to, yeah. I know how to market. I know how to hit that goal every month, but now I'm bored. And if I don't do something, I mean, either just going to stop or 
you know, I got to go forward. So I did. And I, you know, that third full year, I was a coach. I stopped inviting to your training calls. I stopped inviting to your business opportunity calls. And I said, I'm going to run my own coach training for my new coaches, which was quiet and small. (laughs) And I'm going to run my own business opportunity calls, which were quiet. And most of the time, no one showed up, but I did it anyways. I committed to doing it 12 months. I did it 12 months in a row, recorded that, that call. And I just saved it and shared it if somebody, you know, wanted more information. Mm -hmm. And so I had to take the action. Like I had to shift from not acting like a leader to acting like a leader, even when I didn't have the team. But you know what? That was the first time we hit premiere. Like we hit premiere that year. And then, you know, the next year, I can't can't remember the order, but I think it was like premiere again. And then a late, it's been a late three Okay. Math is not right. I know. Uh, I know. It all runs together after a while, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> but, you know, like I just started acting like a leader and there are still days. Now, don't, don't get me wrong. There are still days where I doubt, like, am I a good leader? Can I lead a team? Like I yeah. still have those doubts and fears, which it all usually falls around my hormones, like around my cycle time. But, you know, yeah. really leadership is just doing the work and showing your team how to do it. And the other thing that you've always told us, you've always written us hard about, have you shared your vision with your team? Have you shared your vision with your team this month? Shared your elite goal board and things like that. And, you know, there, there have been seasons where I get distracted or discouraged and I stop doing that. But when I do it, even when I feel discouraged, it breeds belief in my team and belief breeds action, right? I think that just, just doing the work yourself it makes you a leader. If you're doing the work, you can find someone else to do it too. And then sharing your vision and that belief with your team often, even when it's quiet, even when it seems like nobody's listening or paying attention, you know, start a team page. If you've got two coaches, two people under you in your business, start a team page and share what you do twice a week and give like a pep talk once a week, you know, people are listening and they're watching and they will follow the right people will follow. So true. So true. And you do, you, you have to, you have, it's like this blind faith you have to just jump, you have to take the action and without a shadow of a doubt, belief that it is going to come to fruition. And and it is, it is, we work at it every single day is that belief and that vision and trusting in the process and knowing that we're always just trying to improve. And, and it is, it's gritty, it's sometimes mm-hmm. it's kind of unsexy sometimes. Yeah. Like a lot of the time, I think it is maybe the five, six times we get together a year and we put on yeah. a fancy dress and do our hair and our makeup, mm-hmm. right? Like that's when it, that's like the moments everybody sees, but all the time behind the camera, right? At home doing the work and making it happen. That's yeah. that's what it's all about. And and yes, like sharing that vision. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like I went to a job for years where Mm -hmm. I had to get up and do the work, even when I didn't feel like it, you know, and you bring that work Uh ethic into your, your own, you're the, you're the boss, you're the business owner, you do the work, even when you don't feel like it. And I don't want to make it sound like, I don't want to make it sound like, I love the work. Like I love the work from like adding followers to connecting with new women. Like in the, in my mind, I'm always like, oh my gosh, this could be somebody I get to help next. And if it's not like, I get to encourage this person on social media. Right. And so I think shifting how we view the work and I spent a full year 
in about the middle of my business where it did feel lonely. And like, what am I doing? Am I doing anything good? Like I just literally spent a year praying that I would fall in love with the work with those little boxes on my tracker. Like God helped me fall in love with doing those things every day. And he did, he answered that prayer. And I, I love the work. There are days I don't want to do it. There are days I'd rather go like, you know, do something (laughs) outside with my kids but right. not until I get the work done. Right. right. I have to right. have that work ethic in my, in my own business or it all just like, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Yeah. It, I, I live by that too. You can't just love the outcome. Mm-hmm. You have to love the work because yeah. the day to day you have to, there was, and I'll just tell this quick story. I don't think I've told it on my podcast yet. <laughs> so I'll tell you first, Okay. you know, last, last Wednesday night, I did that recruitment webinar, right? And Mm -hmm. true story, a couple of months prior to, I did a webinar and I failed miserably. I didn't sign any clients Mm -hmm. from this webinar I did. It was back in June that I did this webinar. And so in my mind, as I was preparing for the launch of the recruitment course, that failure was in the back of my mind. And the whole time that I was preparing it, I was so nervous that I was going to fail again. And it was such a big, like we had set a really big team goal and I couldn't understand the formula for the way that you deliver this webinar. And so Katie could see it. And so I would send her my outline and she would literally rip it apart, right? She'd rip it apart. She'd send it back to me and I'd be like, okay. And then I would call her and be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Will you walk me? And she would walk me through it and I would work on my slides and I'd send it back and she would rip it apart again. And the whole time, even up until the day I did the webinar, the day of, I called her panicked. She's like, I can hear it in your voice. You're having a meltdown. I was like, what if I fail? What if I fail? And we had game plan and we had had team meetings and we had flow charts and email. Like it was such a well thought out strategy of what we were doing. And that night we launched the recruitment course. We had set a goal for the number of people we wanted to sign up that night. And we had set the goal based on past successes. And we quadrupled that goal on that night, like literally blew it out of the water. And the next morning I woke up and I was like, what the heck is going on? And the next week, like we through the weekend, we were all the plans, everything was kind of going out. Everything was moving along seamlessly. The energy was high. My inbox was blowing up and we got on the team call. We do a team call every Monday as a, as a team. And I said, I don't even care how much money that we have created through this course. I said, what matters the most to me is that it was so messy and it was so hard and I couldn't figure it out. And I was so worried about it and I analyzed it, but it was like, we figured it out and we worked together. I loved the process of figuring it out in order to achieve. It makes the success so much, so much better, but you got to fall in love with that process. Like Mm -hmm. it was messy and it was really uncomfortable, but on the other end, I was like, oh my gosh, we figured it out. Finally, we figured out how to deliver it in a way that that is successful and that impacts lives of other people. But you had to fail first. And I think that's what people miss so much. Like you're going to fail a lot, a lot, but it's the getting back up and saying, I'll try again. That's where the successful leaders are built. It's not, it's not easy for anyone. You got to fail to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, you really do. You really mm-hmm. do. And that's just life. That's everything. Mm-hmm. It's everything from mm-hmm. our relationships with our spouses to the Parenting. way we parent our kids, <laughs> yes. right? You know, to, I mean, just to business, to friendships. 
And we're just, we are just always, we're just trying to figure it out. And Mm -hmm. as business mentors, we're just one step ahead of the person that hasn't started yet. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes us qualified to lead. You know, we have to remember that, right? We don't have to have the whole picture built out. We just have Mm -hmm. to have the first step, right? Yeah. Yeah. You have as many failures under your belt as you have successes, probably more, probably more. For sure. Sure. All right. So Rach, it's been so fun spending time with you today. And, you know, if you could give some words of wisdom to somebody who is just feeling stuck in -hmm. business, you know, and and feeling unfulfilled and and team feels a little stagnant and just you're in an uncomfortable season, what advice would you give them? I would say that the, after the hardest part, if you stick with it, comes the good part. So like, I, you know, every, every mountaintop you're trying to climb over, you know, it's, it's that image of success we see so much, you know, like once you, you'll just push through and get to the top and keep taking those actions and keep acting like a leader, even if you're not one, keep looking for other leaders. And even, even through the suck, as they call it, you know, like even through the hard part, if you'll just push through the, the highest points of in my business have come right after the lowest points. And yes. so if I'd stopped, if I'd stopped when it was hard, if I'd stopped when I felt discouraged, I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. have those high points, you know, and, and those yeah. moments of success and just excitement and enthusiasm. And so mm-hmm. like, if it feels hard right now, there's good coming next. You just got to push through. Yes. Absolutely. I agree. So true. So true. Well, thank you so much for your time today. So I always, I like to connect people with my, Mm -hmm. with my guests. So where can they find you? Where's the best place to connect with you? Yeah, I would probably say uh, Instagram right now. It's just Rachel J Mitchell, R-A-C-H-E-L-J Mitchell. And so you can find me, you can find my blog, you can find my podcast, you can find everything on Instagram. So yeah, that's the best place. Yeah. All right. Well, go check her out. Make sure you follow her. Make sure you tag her in today's episode. And honestly, both both Rachel and I, we'd love to know what resonated with you, what stuck out. So if you tag the two of us and the podcast, tell us what your biggest takeaways were. We'll always share that stuff on our on our social as yes. well because we just we love to share. We love to share it, and we love what we do, and we believe that success is possible for anybody that is willing to show up and do the work. So, Rach, thank you so much, and you guys have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you back here for another episode.